We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I would die. Uh, yup. That is so not okay. Not okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, happy Sunday. Indeed. It's a long weekend. I am very happy about it. Absolutely going to have to work today and tomorrow, but that is what it is. Oh, um, man. I know. Um, definitely we need to talk about the Alive Man. Yes. I need updates on the Alive Man. Yes. So, okay. I'm realizing that I can talk about this because it's so he confirmed, listened. Knew he would. Yes. So he listened to the first love language one. So um, there's a chance he will now listen to the next one. And so when be, – because we shift be, – because we're offset from when we record, you probably hadn't talked about him in the one he listened to, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. So yeah. the next one will be the one with Laura – Yes. We'll have him mentioned. Yes. Okay. And and I'm sure he will listen. I'm sure he's realized. Do yeah. you think? Do you think? Oh, I guess you talked to him about it. So tell me about the conversation. <laughs> well, so first of all, so um, I told him his nickname was the Alive Man, and <laughs> um, and so then I told him that on like when I saw him for watching the Super Bowl or something, and then we had a date on Wednesday, and he. When I had invited him to come meet up with me and friends on Saturday, he his response had been, like, throw me to the wolves. Like, no problem. Like, I'm there. Yeah. That was, like, the first – you mean the first time you met? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was, like, yeah. the first – so then when we were together on Wednesday, he was, like – by the way, like I was kind of th- like thinking about my nickname on the podcast and you know how, like, remember, like I said the thing about meeting your friends. Did he want to be the wolves? wolf? No, he goes, he was like, you know, I was like wondering, do you think my nickname could be like Dances with Wolves? Like that feels like masculine. No. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, a live man is set. You're done. <laughs> First of all, that, again, that nickname is too long. It, yeah. He was like, it does. He's like, I know it's like a little wordy, but. <laughs> I also love the fact that he said it's, that feels like it's masculine. Know, like, it not that really it funny. is or it isn't, but yeah. like, that's just very funny that he, that he was like, oh, that's a good one. Very yeah. masculine. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've come up with a great one and I will suggest it. Oh my God. But yeah, it gave me a giggle. Um, But anyway, so like, I'm in calculating, I wanted, I don't want to hold myself back from saying what I really think because I think he might listen, but I realize yeah. that this will come out when I will have already had this conversation with him. So. Perfect. Because we don't yes. want him to find out things similar to when you were dating the classmate. We don't want him yeah. to find things out due to the podcast. Correct. Basically, I feel like what I've – like, 
I am not going to enter into a long distance relationship. Like no. that is not happening. Um, if within this year I end up moving to, or down the road, move to Dallas and this man is still single, I, I would go out with him again, but I'm not entering into a long distance relationship. This has been great. And what I think my very big takeaway from this is this is how I personally want to be pursued. Yeah. He has like, he's been a like so cool and understanding when I'm very, like when I'm super swamped, he's been like, take, he takes initiative. He makes a plan for every date. He's had alternate plans. Like when I've had like, um, on Wednesday, he wanted to, we met up at seven 30 and he wanted to go to like two, he had like two bar like stops. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to eat. And he was like, great. Immediately pivot, like cancel the second spot. We'll go to the first one uh, or we'll go to food. And, um, and also like for, so for a date on Wednesday, um, he like hinted at what the place was. And I said, I kind of was joking. I was like, oh, like, is this a riddle? Like, am I supposed to guess where we're going? Yeah. And and he goes, well, it wasn't, uh, but I can write you one. And so he wrote me a riddle to have me, like, get, like, a hint to where we were going. And, th- like, the answer to the riddle was an apple and we were going to a cider, a place that brews its own cider. Very cool. It was very cute. And, like, that level of sort of, like, initiative, thoughtfulness, caring, like, all of that stuff is – like absolutely how I want to be treated. And like, I, and I don't want to, I stand by, there are men in this world who might be great men otherwise, who might not be capable of that. Those are not the men for me. I am not doing that. And so that this is, this has been like a very, very good, I don't know if reminder, like reminder is the right word, but some sort of like standard setting, encounter where it's like reminded me what I want my standard to be. Yeah. I love that. I also think at least from my perception of you talking about it, perhaps a good thought about how you want to be too, because like this is the situation where you were talking about not giving any fucks. Yes, totally. Yes. And like bringing that energy back with you to LA and, you know, like we were talking about like vacation energy, like there's no reason to not be that way in our real lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Do you think, do you envision yourself creating any similar situations in LA where like you would try to get people to meet you out? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not opposed to it. Um, I think that like what's tricky is that, and this is something that I've been uh, like learning here, like being here versus being kind of out in LA Mm -hmm. is that, um, I do think there is a higher level of comfort in Texas with like going out and like meeting random people and being social and being in a crowded atmosphere just because like Texas as a state like up titrated their comfort level starting earlier in all of this. And whereas in California, like LA has, so even though California, for example, is like lifting the mask mandate, LA isn't. Yeah. And so like LA is still like, very, very concerned. And I I don't know that there's like kind of like the ethos of like going out, meeting someone, feeling safe in public. Like that's, that's not in people's psyche right now. Yeah. And so like, that's the piece that I worry about a little bit in terms of like asking people to do that and they being like, "Eh, I don't know, like that's not really the vibe. So I don't know. We'll see. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you interesting. I got a, I actually got a comment 
in, on one of my videos recently about somebody in LA who was asking about like how do you like how do you go on dates in places where there are mask mandates and then they, they like can't see your face but then I was like but then she was talking about I realized she was talking about like restaurants and bars Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, wait a minute, if you're in a restaurant or a bar, like at some point you have to eat. Yeah. Like even if there's a mask mandate, if you're going to a restaurant, like you're going to eat. Yes. So then I was confused about that. Yeah, that's that's an odd. Yeah. yeah. And I cuz I wrote back and I was like, "Oh, well in New York you have to be vaccinated to go into restaurants." So like that's what makes me personally feel comfortable in restaurants and bars because like I only go to the first of all, it's required. There are some places that don't check. I don't go to mm-hmm. those places. Um, but that's what personally makes me comfortable is that thing. But then I was yeah. thinking like, but also, like you got to you gotta eat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused by that. putting food into your mouth. Yeah. So I was just like a little bit confused about the logistics behind the, the question. Um, okay. So you're going to have that conversation with him this week, I presume. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's the plan. Yeah. Do you do you have any idea about his like have you guys had any tangential conversations about you leaving? Um not really. He made a he made a joke on our Wednesday date where he was like he was like, "Oh, so like how are your friends going to react when you tell them like you're moving to Dallas?" Ah. Uh, That's where like his head is at for sure. And so, we'll see. Got it. So, perhaps perhaps a live man will be sad man. Yes. Yes, which a disappointed man. Disappointed to poor disappointed man. <laughs> That's fun yeah. though. It's fun that you yeah. had that experience while you were there. Yeah, for sure. And he's like he is genuinely a great guy. That like yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I there's a lot I like really like about him. It's um it's just like I'm not in a physical place to date him. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, on my end, I don't have too many updates. I have a non-update update in the sense that I have not spoken to the bulldog anymore. Okay. Got it. So he texted me right before we recorded. I mentioned that we had been texting that weekend last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like went back and forth a couple times. He like he had texted me. I don't remember if I said this. He had texted me that our table at Death & Co. was, was available they texted oh, him after funny. he was asleep. It was like 1 a.m. and our table oh became available. Oh, my God. What a yeah. fucking joke. Yeah. Which ended up being – we met up at 7.30 or 8 and they had said two hours. It was like legitimately five hours or four hours. That's crazy. Then they had the audacity to be like, are you still around? Yeah, no. We've moved no. on. No, we've we're moved not. on with our lives. We're asleep. Um, so he that's what he had texted me the next morning saying, like, I had a great time last night. By the way, our death and coat table is available. That's great. Um, and it's so a we great callback. I like that. Yeah. And so I wrote back, but then that was it. Like we like had that little interaction, but then that was it. So and like I said, I wasn't feeling strongly enough about it to ask him out. So no yeah. more bulldog. Is there um, a plan for when you come back? Has like your matchmaker made a plan with? No. So this week is when she will be giving him my number. Got it. For him to then reach out. So she only coordinates like the date and time. I'm not even time. Like the fact that we are going to go out on Friday night. Okay. She has done that. He had asked her, as I mentioned, like, should I make a reservation? So perhaps he has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she will give him my phone number this week 
for yeah. him to then reach out. And they have a um, guideline, I think is probably the right word. They have a guideline that they give to both the match G and the whatever, both people, yeah. um, that you're not supposed to talk very much before you go out. Right, right, right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so she's like, I'm going to give him your number, you know, like that week. There's no need there, – there's no lead time necessary. I We both know that we're going out on Friday night. It's just a matter of where I'm meeting him. Mm-hmm. So she will do that this week. Great. And then I will go out with him. Um, I am also – so in addition to playing around with my height filter on several of the dating apps – Mm-hmm. I also, on one of them, lowered my age boundary to 29. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Wait, I thought it was always lower than that. Oh, no. Oh, that's so interesting. I because Oh, wow. Okay. So I have always had a loose parameter in my mind that I want to date somebody who's older than my brother. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, he is about to turn 30 as a point of reference in a week. Ooh, mm-hmm. shit. He's turning 30 in a week. All right mental note. So I've always had that like loose parameter in my mind. And so it has – so essentially that means five years is my mm-hmm. lower bound. Um, and so I had had it at 30 for the last six to eight months perhaps, mm-hmm. something like that. So I brought it down to 29. And I have been talking to a 29-year-old and uh, I think we're – we don't have a date set. He, he knew I was leaving. He's also out of town this weekend. But we've been like kind of intermittently texting. But I I like him. He's very mature in his communication, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and great. He, I mean, yeah. I think you would need – I think you, you would need a 29-year-old to show you that, that he's yes. capable of that. Yes, exactly. And he absolutely did. So a little like mini story. So I had volleyball playoffs this past week. And it was maybe the day we matched or the day we moved to text, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And we took second, my volleyball team. Um, and right after, so he had asked me how it went. And I had told him, you know, we lost in the finals, et cetera. And he had made a joke when he asked how it went that kind of like crossed paths in the ether with my text back where he mm-hmm. like jokingly said like, I only date winners. So like something, something. And so then I said, you know, my team lost in the finals. And then he made a joke about, he was like, oh man, like, and you had everything going for you. And he like listed out a couple things. And it was funny. And I enjoy that kind of playful humor. However, I had just gotten home from this game that I was pretty upset about losing. Yeah. And so- You were not in the mood. I was not in the mood. And so I wrote back and I just said, I was like, I have to be honest with you. I know you're just teasing, but I'm still pretty upset about this loss. So I'm not. I'm not in a place for that right now. And and how did he take that? I'm assuming well, he, based on you saying yes. So he apologized. He was like, "You're right. I was just teasing, but I can totally see how that wasn't the right time for it." And then he said, "Also, I appreciate you saying something about being upset." Look at that! Oh my yeah. god, it reminds me of the three peat. Completely. He was like, I really, he said, I really appreciate you expressing your displeasure. I'm a big fan of open communication. Look at this guy go. Right. (laughs) Go little rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go little 29 year old. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, So that was like really, I was really impressed by that. And I actually do think that that is something to be impressed by because I think this isn't a wow the bars on the floor moment. 
No, no, no. Because him, him understanding that I didn't want to be teased by it might have been, but like actually saying to me that he appreciates that like communication, I just like fucking loved that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, and now he knows that I am extremely competitive, and if I have just lost something, it is not the time to tease me about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna. Um. I was going to say this earlier. So I'm considering when I go back to LA, looking into a matchmaker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yay. I was talking to Amy about it yesterday because something that is happening to me, I right now am having like a lot of difficulty with work being what it is. Uh huh. Like the app is like too much for me. I'm on mm. one and it feels like too much where – I want to be active on it so that my like it's feeding my card to people so I'm not leaving so I'm not being a dick like leaving people hanging you know like yeah. I I don't I don't want to be that person on these apps like I want to be able to communicate and be active and participate in them but then I can really like not because of emotional bandwidth because of time I can really only focus on kind of like one person at a time right now cuz like juggling people is like so difficult and like I off I so often have to reschedule or cancel that I can't keep like three guys being like okay I canceled his Wednesday can I move him oh, to like yeah. it's a fucking it, it it's exhausting you need and like so a I'm virtual like, assistant yeah and so well, I'm like imagine. can I fucking outsource this <laughs> yes you can yes you can and so I'm considering it I'm considering it I'm gonna think well please use my affiliate link to speak to mine okay <laughs> Not that you have to use the one that I'm using, but to schedule your initial intro call, please, please let me okay. know what I will I will send you my affiliate link. That sounds um, good. But, um, I, but yeah, so I I'm really, going to research like LA ones and stuff. Yeah. I know they have an office there. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. I'm it's sure it's one of the, it's one of the big ones. Like when I was yeah. looking into, um, when I was looking into matchmaking companies, one of the things I was looking for was one of the bigger, more established ones just because I, fi- I figured that they would have the largest pool. Mm-hmm. of people yeah um so anywho that's exciting yeah. or potentially yeah. exciting yeah so i'm considering it um yeah just because like i'm like so- somebody needs to help me <laughs> like yeah. i just i'm like exhausted not exactly like, not that's not true i'm not exhausted by dating actually at all i'm having a great time it's more the like just logistics of dating right logistics. Now are feeling very very stressful anyway yeah yes. that's hard um i mean it's like for great for that reason. It's also great because you might, you know, capture people that you're not going to see because either the algorithm's not showing them to you or you're on that one dating app and perhaps they're not on them or they're on a different one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's great. I was, you know, I was talking to Matt, my guy friend that was on the podcast about this, where yeah. we were we were talking about how like we both want to date like a like professional people with like a lot going on. And like that can often, that might mean that we're kind of like missing good people mm. either because like, be, like I might be looking to date somebody who has a similar problem to me right now, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, these are, these are thoughts. At the very least, you should get yourself into the matchmaking pools. Right. Right. That, that can't hurt. That's no, that's like the lowest barrier to entry piece. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are free. Some of them are fairly cheap. Yeah. Might as well. Totally. Although I, I will say that I have gotten not one, 
phone call about being in the pool in the I think I've been in there like 10 years at this point. So it's so funny. I um I can't remember why, but so my friend Val, who actually lives in Dallas now, um, and I see her a fair amount, she she and I, when we lived in New York, she knew someone who started working at a matchmaker out of college. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, Oh, should we have her like put us in the hopper and we did it. And I actually was set up with a very, like a great guy. Um, Yeah. Very tall. Like he was so cute. And like, they have a very interesting policy. It is actually fully blind. Oh yeah. And they help the guy like fully arrange the date. They text you where to go. Like, and you can't, you don't like even have his number until like you meet in person and like decide to exchange if it goes well. So what information did you have in order to say yes to this? I think I had like bio information where like, I, I actually wonder if I found, I'm sure I found him online, frankly. Uh. Um, I bet it was enough to Google him and figure out what he looked like, but they like limit it even further than like, we recommend low texting. They're like, you do not, you cannot talk. <laughs> you cannot see, you cannot talk. Wow. And um, yeah. And it was like he was a great guy. I can't remember exactly like why it didn't work out. He definitely asked me out again. I can't remember if we went out a second time or not, but um, he was lovely. Oh, I was. That's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine from college that I ran into at a birthday party. And he was telling me that he's gotten reached out to like six or seven times. Damn. From the company that I am signed up with. Um, And he has never gone out. He's never been interested. Oh. I think he might be like a little too picky for his own good. He listens, so hello. I think you're a little too picky for your own good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Anyway, but that's potentially exciting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, Yeah, so that's that's pretty much what's going on with me. I sadly, you know, I had that like boon of dating app matches where I had like when I brought down and I had like 18 matches, not one of them has turned into anything. Not one. What's going on? I don't know. And the guy that I – the 29-year-old that I'm talking to is from another app. Like nothing happened from that That's like so massive – crazy. I know. Wow. It's very weird. So hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. Yeah. I'm against it. I'm against it. Weird or not, it's weird. Um, so I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more, but when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You could look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. But speaking of which, yeah, this week's Weird or Nah, I'm very excited about it was inspired by Love is Blind. We will keep this spoiler free if you are not caught up on Love is Blind, but if you are into Love is Blind, 
you should join the Patreon and specifically the Discord tier of the Patreon because people in there are very passionate and the conversations are amazing. Yeah, it's really – it's fun to – like, I love a reality TV group chat. It's, it's like, the best. It's um, so good. I love hearing everyone's takes and, like, sending around, like, TikTok. My TikTok algorithm is now, like, 80% Lois Blind. Oh, Lois Blind. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I also really appreciate Discord's spoiler function that, yeah, like, allows yes. you to hide. Yeah, I, which I didn't know existed until somebody in there told us about it. And so I, what, I got caught up on Love is Blind, had the idea for this weird or nah, then, like, wasn't quite caught up. So I hadn't yet gone back to read all of the, like, covered yeah. spoiler messages in the chat and did that this morning and discovered that somebody suggested that we do this weird or not. Oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. It's so funny because like you open that chat and it's just like a person's name fully like redacted, redacted. redacted. It's a hilarious thread right now. It looks looks like like discovery (laughs) or something. Everyone's being so cautious and like respectful. Which I so appreciate. And so now I've been going and like uncovering all of the little boxes and it's been like a treasure hunt. Um, Okay. So this week's weird or not is they still have gifts from their ex. Like gifts that their ex gave to them, they still have them. Okay, so I think this hinges on a variety of factors. Number Mm -hmm. one being, like, what is the gift? Because just to couch this a little bit in Love is Blind, I will answer it, like, with the information you gave the Instagram audience. But in Love is Blind, it is established that this man, like, stays friends with his exes. And he's like, you never know. They might have a professional connection down the line. I'm like, fuck off. Anyway, so – yeah, I, I think I, it, I think it's contingent on not just what the gift is, but like the broader context of this person. Exactly. So this man stays friends with exes. He has a highly personalized gift. It seems like from someone. Yeah, I would not love this. Um, I do have like I there's like a sweatshirt that I have like a um not like one that I stole like it was a it was a gift. It has like the name of a TV show that I like. I'm trying to think of other things I might have from exes. I have some like skincare. I think that was like a stocking stuffer. I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't interest, – interesting because now I'm thinking about this. Obviously, on gift exchange holidays, that would happen between me and my significant other. But I wonder if for you, you're getting more gifts across <laughs> the year. Maybe. To our Love Language episode, you might – the way you saved the carnation, right? Like th- there are things that are quote-unquote gifts for you that I actually probably wouldn't even think of. But um, yeah. anyway. So, I mean – the bottom line is this is not going to be weird. I get that. I, An ex of mine actually had a cutting – like a butcher block cutting board mm-hmm. that was engraved with his initial plus the other – the ex's initial. Oh, fuck that. Mm-hmm. It no. was like – like I'll just give – like it was like R plus A, right? No. Like that's – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, but but let's what do you think the split is on the on the Instagram? <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to say I'm going to hope there's some people in my camp and say 25 weird, 85 not. 2575? Oh god, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> yes. Yes, 2575. I'm sorry, it's less weird than that. Fuck. It's 1387. What? Yep. That, okay, I hope this is a vocal minority. Please tell me what they said. It's not a vocal minority. God damn it. It is there I mean there were people there were people that said it was weird. Yeah. Um but most of the people that said that either wrote in about the weirdness, most of them said it's context based and they were answering the question with the 
thought in their mind that it's something like that cutting board. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think that I I think the answer hinges on what it is. Agreed. And okay, and I will you're going to think this is really weird and you would not date me due to this. <laughs> I have a memory box of things of sentimental things that exes have given me like cards and stuff. I think that's okay. I don't want to but wouldn't that fall into the is that or is this is that a little bit different because it's not things that I'm using? Yeah, I yeah, I I think it's actually like the daily use that would bother me of like Okay, that makes sense. Cool. You're being like constantly reminded of like this very thoughtful gift or whatever. I think that there's something about and like this is actually why I draw a distinction between that type of thing and on Instagram because like I I don't buy the argument where it's like it's just a memory box. Like no, your memory box is in your closet for your private viewing. You are telling the world something about your life when you put it on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to have some like private stuff of like things that were meaningful to you at various points in your life, that doesn't bother me. It's it's the publicness that bothers me. That's fair. I think for me, as I'm thinking about when I would think it was weird, if somebody like that cutting board situation for me is very fucking weird. Yeah. I think that I think it has to fall in this sweet spot. There's like a Venn diagram for me. There's a Venn diagram of sentimental and used all the time. Mm. And like when that crosses over in a way that's like in a way that is not okay sorry i'm i'm like i'm forming this opinion as i'm speaking yeah in a way that is sentimental about the relationship so like r plus a mhm that would be like absolutely not i do not want your ex's initials in our home or your home yeah. like no but in the case of the love is blind episode it's his initials and it is something right. he uses all the time. Now, granted, there is more context about this man. And I think that her reaction to it is less about the gift and more about how she feels about his relationship with his exes in general. Yes. But I think in a vacuum, without the context of how he is with his exes, something practical like that with his initials on it would not bother me. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's actually fair. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I think um, we should. We should. Uh, I think we should call it the cutting board nexus. Yes, yes. Because can I tell you the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever heard that somebody, yeah. um, that somebody submitted? It's going to be a little bit graphic, but that's okay. I screenshotted it. Just I, I need to read it directly, otherwise I won't be able to get through it. Okay, I can't find it, so I'm just going to have to wing it. Um, okay. okay, so somebody DM'd me and said this was too long to fit in the box, but I hope that this is okay. And I, after reading it, replied, this is 100% okay because that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Somebody that she dated, I don't believe they're still dating. Somebody that she dated refused to give up a fleshlight that was shaped in the actual shape of his ex's vagina. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I would die. Uh, yup. That is so not okay. Not okay. <laughs> Holy shit. I read that and I was like, yep, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. I was also flabbergasted that he told her that detail about it. Yeah. Way to play yourself, dude. Like, Pretty much. There's a world where you could have kept that. Or like, I guess he did. He just lost the girlfriend, I hope. But um, yeah. yeah. I don't think, I, I, if I recall correctly, she said my ex. Um, okay, good. But because- Having the fleshlight, or a fleshlight rather, not weird, like that's what you're into, whatever. 
Totally. So like you get he yours. did not he did I assume that it wasn't stamped on the outside with like by the way this is the shape of <laughs> like oh my god property that of so and so's vagina oh my god oh yeah. my god so in that case it would definitely be fucking weird yeah that's awful I do not approve no Mm-mm. so anyway but yeah generally speaking I think not weird yeah yes agreed. We found the very weird one. <laughs> we did find we did find the very weird one. But I think I think the cutting board nexus I think is a good that'll be that'll just be our kind of turning point going forward. Yeah. It's a good barometer. Well, we have a heavier topic today. We do. Yeah. We do. We are talking about gaslighting today. Yeah. And we you know we've done we've talked about negging and other types of kind of like negative behavior, but um gaslighting is probably is as we've decided, is worthy of its own um, exploration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think before we get into it, I want to just give a general disclaimer, which is a disclaimer about our entire podcast, frankly, and we said it on the very first episode that we ever did. But this isn't therapy. It is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. We are not mental health professionals in this space. Yeah, this is uh, not medical advice. (laughs) This is not medical advice. And also, this is not intended to address abusive relationships. Agreed. If if that is something that you are thinking that, you know, your relationship might cross the threshold into, please seek out resources for that. That is not what this is. Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, I think I am – I have been – looking forward to might be the wrong way to say it, but I have been mm-hmm. anticipating this episode because I think the phrase or term gaslighting is something that I see thrown around a lot. It is way overused. Yeah. Like even it's funny. My therapist actually was saying that the other day. We were talking about something, and she was like, "Um, she was like, I'm very. She was like, I'm always like super hesitant to use gaslighting. It's like actually, it's it's rarer than we like. Manipulation is frequent. I think gaslighting yeah. is rarer than people not people make it seem. It's rarer than the word is being used. Yes, and because gaslighting is a subset of mani- of manipulation. Yes. Um, and I think I think. In the course of this episode, we will probably speak to both, probably speak yes. to things that are truly gaslighting and things that are probably more manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's not just a romantic thing. There can be gaslighting in any relationship, oh, familial, course, yeah. friends, whatever. I want to start with the official Merriam-Webster definition, if that's okay. Great. So Merriam-Webster defines gaslighting as the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts perception of reality or memories and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability and a dependency on the perpetrator. There we go. And this is, it's based off of a play, which then became a much more famous movie where called Gaslight, where a husband and wife, um, the husband would like turn down the gas on the gas lamp and she would say it's gotten darker. And he would say, no, it hasn't. And so it's that idea of you are being told to call into question your reality. And like, I actually think a really good, like very simple relationship example of it would be, I was thinking about this with your TikTok video about like the physical touch boundary. Mm -hmm. And so if you had said to that man, hey, I am not comfortable being touched that way. No, thank you. Yeah. And he had said back well, sometimes I can touch you that way. 
It's like, well, no, I, I just told you my reality is like, we're not doing this. You can't now like slip it in by saying, well, sometimes I can. I think that people often use this phrase, at least the way that I see it on TikTok or social media using it, is just like somebody who disagrees with you mm-hmm. or somebody who's just a dick. Yes. And like neither of those things necessarily rises to the level of manipulation or gaslighting as an even higher bar. Yeah, totally. But I, I do I do think that there are sort of – I'm going to use air quotes here – like lighter levels of gaslighting that are like technically that is what you're doing. Yes. But I think the the technical definition, just to be super clear, like based on what we just read, is like it's an, it's an abuse tactic. It's like a way to get somebody dependent on you. Right. Um, but I do think that there are things that kind of fit into that mold in relationships where it might not be – that person might not be – a, purposely doing it, which I think we'll get into, but B, like it might not rise to that level, but it's still, I would call it gaslighting still. Yes. I I, I totally, totally agree. No, I mean. Um, which leads me to, so I wanted to ask you, do you have any personal experiences with this? I mean, I would say that PowerPoint was definitely a gaslighter. Yeah. My experience, I mean, my experience dating him is why I have a hard time like setting boundaries in other relationships because I would say like, this is my reality of a boundary that I need. And he would say, well, you, you can get over that. Like Ugh. that's, you know, you can either manage your emotions or not, but like this is what's going to happen. And you'd be like, well, you know, that sounds like a you problem or like recover. Like you sound sad right now, but like you'll bounce back, figure it out. Is that – I'm trying to like – do you think that that's gaslighting or that's just him being an asshole and saying it's not his problem? Like was he trying to tell you that it wasn't a problem he was telling you me that like it wasn't making a up, problem. You were like making up this problem. Yes. He was telling me that it wasn't a problem. Got it. Yes. That you were that it was like all in your head kind of thing. Yes. This had to do with when he was like lying to me about spending time with his ex. Mm. I kept trying to like draw boundaries around that. And he would say things like, I've made it like incredibly clear, like how much I love you. Like I this like this isn't a problem. Like, I can't – like, I don't want to, like, talk about this anymore. Like, I can't support you anymore. Um, yeah, the the oyster loved a gaslighting moment. Yeah. He – like, one of the – one of, like, my earlier videos that went viral was about one of our first Valentine's – or not one of our – we only had one Valentine's Day <laughs> – was our first Valentine's Day, which I don't know if I've told that story on the pod. I think you have, but it was a long time ago. Like a very long time ago. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically on our, on our, on Valentine's day, which was fairly soon after we had become an official couple mm-hmm. to, to use the official couple terminology from last week. Yes. Um, very soon after that was Valentine's day and he had made reservations to go to dinner or whatever. I brought him a card that I had made mm-hmm. and I like gave him the card. I, we, let me back up. We met at his apartment first mm-hmm. because I was going to stay there after dinner. So I had brought stuff with me. So I like brought my stuff to his apartment, left my overnight bag there, gave him this card that I had made. He didn't have anything for me, which I thought was like a little weird at the time, but I didn't say anything about it. I just like gave him the card, was like excited to go to dinner. In my head, I was yeah. like, I mean, I guess dinner's the gift, like whatever. Yes. We go to dinner. We had dinner, had a lovely evening. We go back to his apartment and he pulls this massive bouquet of flowers out of his closet. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, obviously, but he proceeds to go into this whole diatribe about how I had been so upset 
that he didn't give me flowers. He was like, I can't believe you thought I wouldn't give you flowers. Like you were so mad. You were so mad. Like how could you think I wouldn't give you flowers? And you were like, no, I fucking wasn't. I wasn't mad. I didn't say a single word. We, I, I wasn't. Yeah. And he was like, yes, you were. Yeah. Objectively, I wasn't mad. And he was like, you were so upset. You were so upset. I could tell. I could tell. Like, and like, in, I ended up apologizing to him for having been upset. Oh my God. Yeah. And oh, you know what? Actually, that's a good de- – thank you for sharing that because that re- – like I would end up apologizing for being sad that like he had lied to me about spending time with his ex. Yes. I think that that yes. is a key outcome often of gaslighting is that like yes. the person is making you question your own reality to the point where you apologize for what you thought was reality. Right. Like why am – we're – I was like why am I – I like remember apologizing for like overreacting to him like lying to me. It was fucking insane. Yes. Thank you. That, that Thank you. That was a really good yeah. reminder. So like I ultimately was like, I'm so sorry you felt that way. Like I I, I guess I I was upset. Like I – even in my head, I, I knew. I'm like I wasn't mad. Yeah. I thought it was a little odd, but like I wasn't mad. And this is so – like but I just went with it and that turned into more of a pattern in our relationship where he – we used to have extremely different recollections of arguments. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it had me questioning. I used to talk to my therapist about it all the time. I actually started seeing my current therapist while I was dating the oyster because of this issue. And That's she actually telling. helped she helped me see that he was doing this. Um and and I don't know if it was on purpose on his end. I tr- I truly don't. Um and we we'll, I think we'll we got a listener question about that. We'll talk about it later, but um we would have an argument or even not mm-hmm. an argument sometimes, just a, a conversation. And he would say things that I said that I knew I didn't say. Oh, wow. Like he would be like, you yelled at me for, you know, X thing. And I'm like, I, I didn't. Right. Actually because not. I'm not mad about that thing. Yeah. Like I know that I wouldn't have yelled at you for that because I'm not mad about it. So That's why would so I have yelled crazy. at you for it? But it got me questioning my own memory yeah, of how things had happened. Wild. Yeah. And so it, it got to the point where like I, I truly didn't think I could trust what I was remembering because he was so sure yeah. that arguments had gone down in the, in the way that he was saying they did. It's wild. And like he'd be like, you were screaming at me and I was so calm. And, and I'm, in my head, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was the opposite. Like I know it was the opposite. I know I was calm when he was yelling. Oh my god! Yeah, that is wow. That is for sure crazy making. I would, it was, yeah, yeah. It, would, it like I truly believed it at yeah. a, at some points until I ultimately didn't. Um, and then, like the last example before we move on to listener questions is, I've mentioned before that he had a really big issue with one of my close guy friends. Yes, for absolutely no reason, and but he started making me think that I was giving him reason to be mm. jealous, that my relationship mm. with this friend was inappropriate. And it was something so. else that I talked to my therapist about and I would like tell her and say that these are the these are the things that I do with that friend. This is the way that I talk about that friend. This is the way, you know, like it am I crossing lines here? Like is this bad? Because he's really making me feel like I shouldn't be doing these things. Yeah. And was your therapist like, uh nope? No, that sounds like friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
is what like she sounds like sounds like he's a good friend. Sounds like he's very supportive of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he like made me think that the way that I viewed this friendship was crazy. Yeah. And that I was he he literally said to me, "You're you're crazy for thinking for thinking that's normal." <gasps> oh my he actually, god. He called me crazy several times actually. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Insane. Um so anywho, that's my personal experience. Um, I will also say because – so we got, a, we got a question. I think the first question that I want to address is okay. do we think it's always purposeful? I mean, I think the answer is no. Yeah. Because um, I think that – you know, it's funny. In a way, I want to say no, it's not because I almost think that like gives people like too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not, like, like you masterminds. are not smart enough to run this fucking scheme, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think no. What do you think? Uh, agreed, because like I said, I do not know whether this was purposeful on the oysters part. I don't think it was though. Like I, I just don't think that he sought set out to manipulate me. Yeah, there are certainly people who do. Absolutely. I don't think that was the case. It doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. But – and we were not compatible for many other reasons. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, maybe I could have addressed this with him and we could have worked through it because there were other other reasons beyond this behavior that we weren't right for each other. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it has to be purposeful. And I will say that I have probably done similar things in the past. Like not called something yeah. crazy like that. Like not wrote, risen to the level that I'm talking about with the oyster. But like – I just I just have to think that I've probably done it inadvertently in the past. No, that's fair. And um, the reason I think that that's probably true for most people is the example I was actually just thinking of was um, to go back to Love is Blind is Shane's reaction to Natalie's reaction mm-hmm. when he thinks Shana is the person in the pod. Yep. Where Natalie is – I was about to say visibly upset. He cannot see that. She's audibly upset. And that's clear. And he says to her, do you think I'm a dick for that? Because if you do, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And I think that he, in that moment, is just trying to get out of it. Like, he's trying Mm -hmm. to get out of a bad situation. He is not trying to gaslight her. I think he's trying to save a really unfortunate interaction and doing it in a very bad way. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, like scrambling. Exactly. And yeah. so I think that like, that's a moment where like you realize you've made a mistake and you're just sort of like fixing it in a really fucking bad way. And it, cause uh, from the rest of filming, that is not his MO. That's not no. what he's doing. No, so, I don't think like, so at all. To the point of the definition you read, that's why I think like the longevity matters in terms of like mm. really defining it. But um, yeah, that was that's like a really a good quote unquote gaslighty moment. Yes, that's a really good point about the the pattern mm-hmm. and the longevity of it. Yeah, yeah, because and so on that note, then a couple people asked us, how do you how do you call out a partner who you think might be doing it unintentionally? Like if that if that were to happen, like if you're Natalie in that moment. And he says that to you. What would you say? I think it's hard because I think you have to be really quick on your feet Mm. with your own knowledge of your emotions. But if you are your best self in that moment and able to describe what you're feeling, say back, hey, 
that thing you did hurt me and I'm having a reaction to it may or may not be, it, it may be an imperfect reaction and it may be a reaction that you wouldn't have or you think a person shouldn't have, but it's the one I'm having now and I need you to honor it. And, or like, I need you to receive it or something. And, you know, I would gladly accept an apology for what just happened. You know, something like that. But that's tough. Yeah. Something that I started saying to the oyster with help from my therapist is I'm feeling like my feelings aren't valid here. Mm, mm-hmm. And that actually did help a little bit. Like when I would say to him, like, I, the way that this conversation is going is making me think that my feelings aren't valid. And I, even if, like you said, even if you don't think you would have the feelings I'm having, I'm having them. Mm -hmm. I'm upset or I'm sad or I, whatever, you know, whatever feeling it is. And I don't feel like you think they're valid. Yeah. And that's hurtful. Yeah. Um, And I think that. He didn't really respond well to that, but he was not he was not prepared to receive that. Um, yeah. But I think that 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 was important for me to hear him not care. Mm-hmm. Totally, because you know you can think that you did nothing wrong, and that the person is overreacting, or because like that you can, I can't control that. Like I've certainly thought that before. Where, like, I said something and I was like, that's very – in my head. That's very dumb that you're upset about that because I wouldn't have been. But, like, the point is that I care that you're upset. Yes. A a good distinction to draw, too, is that I think, like, an inadvertent gaslighter who, like, could be, I think, like, probably resolved by, like, therapy. So, like, for example, like, I, like, wish, like, PowerPoint would have gone to therapy, right? Like, I think that would be great for him for many reasons. Um. But I think that an intentional gaslighter is probably not a therapy fixable problem. Especially that seems you fixable very problem. concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think – and I think that that's something – something else that somebody asked is there a good method for spotting this before you're getting in too deep with them? And mm-hmm. I think that their reaction to you pushing back on it speaks volumes. Yeah. Like totally. if they're like trying to gaslight, you're calling out of the gaslighting. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like that's ooh, that's bad. For sure. Um, is something as simple as you're taking it the wrong way gaslighting? Oh, probably not. I agree with you. Even though I think it's rude. Right. Like that feels like a very rude way to respond to somebody being upset about something. Yeah, I could see – I think an effective way to communicate that would be, I hear how you took it. Here's how I intended it. Now that you know that I came from a place of good intent, can we talk about, like, that version of things, that version of events? Yeah. Um, and so, like, acknowledge the miscommunication and try to, like, fix the communication I think would be the way to go rather than just laying it on you to say, like, you heard it wrong. Right. And also – a, you know, either sort of commitment or acknowledgement of like, I now know that the way I phrased that isn't going to be received well. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's something – that's something that I'm definitely looking for in a partner is somebody who like is able to to shift the way that they're communicating when they realize that it's not landing the way that they intended. Like if you are constantly 
if you're constantly saying to someone you're taking it the wrong way. Right, right, right. At, at some point, you have to be like, perhaps I should shift the way that I'm communicating things because people seem to be taking it, quote unquote, the wrong way all the yes. time. Well, that's like with um, uh, a, a boss that I had at a at the place where we worked together um, used to say that like, and I think that this is a common saying, I attributable to him or not but um he used to say like when you're pointing a finger three you're pointing back at you yeah and so yeah totally um so yeah so i don't think that somebody just saying that to you is gaslighting but i do think that a similar approach in response could work in terms of saying like you know say let's say somebody says to you you're taking it the wrong way Mm -hmm. i i think i would probably respond and say I'm taking it the way that I perceived it. That's not wrong. Right. Just because that wasn't the way you intended it. Mm-hmm. But like, let's talk about that, like you said. Right. What about, so we're we're also talking about how like true gaslighting has sort of a, um, has like a time horizon on it. Let's say somebody experienced a relationship of gaslighting. How do they then date in a healthy way after that? I mean, one therapy. Yeah, hundred percent. Because that has I think to be a big that piece of the pie there it has to be a big piece of it. Because I think that something that my therapist has been really helpful with for me in is how do I not see that in in every interaction? Like, how do I hmm. not have a like um, hair a hair trigger? What's the what word am I looking for here? Yeah, I think that's right. Is that right? Hair trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like over overly sensitive mm-hmm. to that and i think that i did initially like i would you know you could have whatever boundaries you want and you can set them as harshly as you want do you for me i think coming out of my relationship with the oyster i was setting boundaries more harshly than i want to mm, interesting and like not that not that those boundaries aren't still valid for me, but I was doing it in ways that I think were shutting people down yeah, and not well, inviting that, conversation. It reminds me of the date that my friend went on when the girl was like, you don't know me. You don't like me enough yet. Yes. And it was yes. like, we get what you're saying. Do this a little differently. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that I had to kind of work through like, okay, I can set a boundary without telling the person that they're a bad person for having done whatever thing. Yeah. Totally. Assuming that there – I mean, there are certain things that they would be a bad person for doing. So like the things that I'm talking about were not that way. An example is when the three-peat on our third or fourth date or whatever had his hand on my thigh. That could have mm. been something that somebody else would have been comfortable with. That's not like objectively bad. Yeah. But it made me uncomfortable. And because of like the work that I had done, I was able to express it to him in a way that didn't make him feel like I thought he was now a terrible person because I didn't. Yeah. But I don't think I would have been able to express it that way immediately after dating the oyster. I think I would have been much harsher about it. I know I would have been because I was right. to people. Yeah. That makes sense. I get that. Like totally. And that's and and I'm sure both experience and therapy contributed to yes. your ability to refine your approach. Yes. Distance from the relationship. Yeah. Like all all that, all that for sure. But yeah, I think and I think just being conscious of it helped too and continues to help yeah totally it's first step awareness (laughs) um i feel like i'm just like running you through these hypotheticals what about um (laughs) what about 
<laughs> what about the silent treatment? Is that gaslighting or manipulation? Manipulation. I think so too. I think so too. So th- this is actually something, um, PowerPoint did this to me once and I was like, never again will this be acceptable where um, I we were in an argument about something where we were in different, like it was over the, over the phone yeah. and I am actually very amenable to somebody saying like, we are going in circles. Let's mm. like take a break. Let's like calm down and like revisit this. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if somebody says they need space in an argument, it it is hard, but I, I can honor that. Yeah. He hangs up and turns his phone on airplane mode. No. Mm-hmm. No, I hate I hate yes. that so much. I'm like just imagining how I would feel in that moment. Yeah, I was furious. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely manipulation in the sense that like they are doing it to get a reaction out of you most likely mm-hmm. because if they just wanted space, they would just say that. Right. And also to control like instead yeah, of confronting my emotions, wanted to control the inter- control the interaction. Yeah. And um so yeah. But yeah, but the reason just to explain why that's not gaslighting is because they're not because first of all, gaslighting I think requires words actually. I think um, so too. But because they're they're not telling you that your perception of the situation is wrong or that like the reality that you're experiencing is wrong. They are they are quite literally changing the reality you're experiencing, actually. Yeah. Yep. Totally. By removing themselves from the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, I would be so mad. That's actually like ASV used the silent treatment on me that one time, that massive right. fight that we had before he broke up with me where he basically just stopped responding and he didn't turn his phone off, but like he was awake and receiving – it's not like he was asleep. Like he was awake and receiving my messages and just didn't tell me that he didn't want to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate the silent treatment so much. Yeah, it's fucked it up. It doesn't sit well with me at all. I also have a very hard time taking breaks, like you said. I will respect it if somebody asks for it, but I have a really hard time with it. Yeah. What are – speaking of examples, like what are some way other ways that you see that term used that really is not how that term should be used? Um, I mean, I think that – I do think that like negging is not gaslighting, right? Oh, yeah. We got a question about that, about gaslighting versus negging. Yeah. I do think there's a difference. What do you think it is? I wish that I knew what this was. My friend sent me a voice memo and I said, LOL, you're gaslighting yourself. And then she said, LOL, I am. What the fuck? Wait, somebody <laughs> actually asked us in the questions, what about self-gaslighting? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because I just searched my text for gaslighting and in all caps, I wrote to my best friend, I'm being gaslit by my litter company. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So anyway, so negging versus gaslighting. Yeah. Negging is being rude with the outcome of emotional manipulation, whereas gaslighting is literally telling you that like one of your physical senses is invalid. Yes. Yes. Like you're either the way that you heard something or what you're Mm -hmm. seeing or yes, yes. I love that. They can have the same outcome of like affecting – how you perceive a person, but different, different mechanism, I think. Agreed. Because in that, yeah, in negging, you're just like, you're just insulting someone. Yeah. Charming. Love it. Again, being a dick. Yeah, it's bad. (laughs) But yeah, it's not gaslighting. Um, I found it in my text. I found another example of gaslighting where a friend of mine 
was walking to the subway with a guy that we know, like a, a guy that we're just friends with, kind of a more acquaintances with, but who has a pretty serious romantic history with one of our close friends. Mm-hmm. And he tried to kiss her. My, he tried to kiss my friend when they yeah. got to the subway. And she basically like had to say like, hey, like I think that's, you know, I don't think it's appropriate that we do that because of your history with X person. And then he went on a rant about how he had not tried to kiss her. And was like, I can't believe you thought that's what I was trying to do. Like, I can't believe you think that about me. I would never try to kiss you. And she was like, bro, you like – your lips were inches for mine. I had to push you away. That's crazy. Yeah. I forgot that that happened. That was a couple years ago. It just came up in my texts. I would also say that another one, they convince you that – and like this, again, has to do with like denying your experience – like – your literal experience of something. If um, I think a form of gaslighting can be somebody who says that everyone else in your life is a liar or against you. That like, I'm your only ally. Yes. I mean, that's a very, very significant sign of just bad. Yeah. Bad shit in general. Like somebody who's trying to isolate you from all the people around you. That's not good. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Like you can only trust my version of the events. Yeah. 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 That that's not good. Yeah. No. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I think that, like, to your point, like, that's very serious. I think gaslighting is very serious. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so, like, I think a lot of what we've talked about today is, like, calling off, ca- calling off, calling out a one-off moment of gaslighting where this is a well-intentioned person doing poorly in a in a moment. And yeah. real gaslighting is a fucking serious thing. And, like, that's kind of why I think we're trying to limit the definition to what it truly is and give it the gravity that it deserves yes absolutely um and like we said at the top i think if you if you are feeling like what you're experiencing is is that persistent pattern and it's somebody who is you know you know you feel like again exhibiting these these patterns and that's a you know a larger a larger issue and very much encourage you to seek out resources yeah and so maybe we should um to kind of like end on a note like that, taking yourself out of the experience, what if like your friend is telling you stories about their partner and their dating relationship and you're like, oh shit, this does like not sound good. How do you handle that? I think I think kind of trying to reflect it back at them at first of like, I'm hearing you say this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hearing you say that you experienced it this way and that they invalidated that. Mm-hmm. Like how did that make you feel? Like, how are we feeling about this? Um, but I also think encouraging them to seek out resources because I think a lot of times we can't be that for our friends. Like, we're not mental health professionals. Totally. Unless you are. And but. Right. Um, but still, though, like, your friend is not your client, even if you Correct. are. And Correct. so, yeah. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah. So but that's I think- hard. But that's hard. It's absolutely hard. It's absolutely hard. I think that – Go ahead. I was just going to say that I think that something that I've tried to do in the past is just continue to try to focus on and have your friend focus on like how they're feeling about it mm-hmm. so that it becomes less about, oh, your partner is doing these terrible things and more about you seem like you're upset consistently in this relationship yeah. and let's talk about that. Yeah. I think what's hard is that also – that relies on some like vulnerability from your friend too, because like I never revealed that like this was going on with PowerPoint. Like 
Mm. My friends had like said good things about him to my parents where they were like, we know you don't live in LA. We want you to know we see them together and like, they're so lovely. Da, da, da. And then when we broke up and I told all the backstory, my friend was like, oh my God, I feel so awful for saying that like, this was a good person to your parents. And I was like, no, it's not your fault. I like hid this so well. Mm. It can be, think of, I also think, so just like think about like what it might take your friend to reveal, hey, something's going on here. It's not good. Like that's a hard thing to tell a friend because you'll forgive your partner a lot faster than your friend will. Yeah. It can be, it can just be really hard to tell a friend such a kind of like negative thing about somebody. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a coincidence that I didn't talk about any of these oyster stories until yeah, after we exactly. broke up. Part of it is because I I didn't recognize it for what yeah. it was in the moment. Um, but yeah, it's not, yeah, not a coincidence totally. at all. I was not, not proud of, proud of that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Not me either. Um, well, a serious topic, but an important one. Quite. I'm glad we, I'm glad we tackled it. Yes. Very. Yes. Agreed. And I also think it would be good. Like we talked about with, um, therapy, Jeff, that resource for finding a therapist mm. at therapy den. Um, and I think that that would be a good thing to put in the show notes for this episode too, because I think that like a lot of what we're saying is like the next step is probably if you're really feeling like that, use your resources. To, you know, have some professional. Yeah, that's help a good there. idea. So maybe yeah, like so I think that would be talk a good... space and or like you know something like that. Yeah, yeah. Put those Love in the it. show notes. Good thought. Alrighty, well, enjoy your long weekend with your family. Say hi to everyone. Thank you. Talk to you soon. You're welcome.